your favorite podcast, Gab with Gwen. This is your girl, Gwen. And today is Thursday, September 24th, 2020. And of course... I should be editing an episode from July, which I was doing, by the way. I was trying to get a versus episode, an old one, but good commentary out because I wanted to do something lighter. It's long overdue. The last two episodes have been kind of heavy about RBG as well as the blackfishing, you know, blackface Karen. And here we are, third episode in a row where I was like, damn, the topic is heavy. And I've been dreading even talking about this. But I feel like I would be remiss and it would be wrong and disrespectful not to. So I'm here and I want to talk about the latest news about the officers who were not indicted for the murder of Breonna Taylor. May she rest in peace. And I'm recording this with a heavy heart. You know, I've recorded some other episodes with heavy hearts as well. And... I continue to say that 2020 is a year of revelations. It's a year of reckoning, but it's also a year of grief. A lot of grief, a lot of grieving going on worldwide due to many things, a multitude of things. You have millions of people who've passed around the world due to COVID-19. And the U.S., we are leading the charge because we're the world's greatest country, right? Number one in COVID cases, over 200,000 people have died here. And we've discussed several times that, you know, black and brown people are disproportionately impacted in the states. So you have this backdrop. People are also suffering financially because there's a huge economic downturn, people losing their jobs, the highest unemployment rate, and lives are very unstable. Also trying to stay safe due to the threat of COVID, also being tired, you know, exhausted due to six months of the pandemic so far with no end in mind, like, like no end coming up from what we can see. And like I said, as a Black person, I can speak from a Black perspective that it's also a lot of grief and heartbreak about being constantly reminded that our lives do not matter to you. So you all know the deal. One police officer was given a slap on the wrist for a wanton endangerment for shooting into another apartment, but not actually for murdering her. Okay. And now what was interesting, why I had a lot of pause yesterday when this all came out, was that there was a smear campaign online, which I I don't really I haven't seen this until this came out. I haven't seen it. It could be I'm in on a bubble of I don't know, liberal progressives. Maybe, maybe not. But there was a smear campaign online about her after this came out. People jumping out the woodwork, justifying the murder of an innocent woman, and also blaming the media, saying that the media is stirring up racism. I'm like, you guys are giving the media a little bit more credit. Uh, It's already in your soul, friend. So it's there, okay? And people were vilifying her. They were saying that her boyfriend was a drug dealer and there was a body in a rental car, all types of stuff. I don't even know 
where all this left field conspiracy theory stuff came from. And it's easy to blame the media and to blame someone who's dead and not here to defend themselves because racism, prejudice is a sickness and it's so deeply ingrained. It's really inbred, to be honest. It's in your DNA. It's, it's just like breathing. So you think that, oh, I'm just, I'm just being objective and I'm, you know, you, you little nigglets always worrying about this little, you know, the R word. Just get on your life. I have good friends. And I'm like, ah, bro, it's wild. It's wild, yo. It's just wild. Our experiences are so different. And even I am like looking at the podcast and how it started two years ago and then how it's turned. And yeah, we always talked about black stuff and, you know, we laugh, blackly, black, black, black. We talk about sex, talk about relationships. We talk about all different things. And it, it has been heavy this year. And even, even the topics have been heavy and then even the rawness is sometimes I do think is a little too raw and it, I'm sure it is turning off certain people who were like oh, I'm so tired of hearing this oh my god your life is great you're telling me this and you're fine and you're educated and you're fine and you're employed Ugh. you don't get it I'm not coming from a victim mindset at all I think if you've listened to this podcast in any capacity, listen to a few episodes, you should know that that's not me in any sense of the word. <laughs> I'm very much a warrior and a fighter in so many ways, okay? Aries Moon gang, 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 okay? For my astrology folks. And it's just what it is, right? I can't, I, I wish things were lighter. And I do have a couple lighter episodes that need to, again, need to be edited. But it's just like, yo, it's just back to back to back rough stuff. So that's where we are. Like I've said before, don't listen to celebrities. It's funny, like seeing, for me, seeing the social media response. So this onslaught of contrarians who were maligning this woman is, I was like, oh, okay, this is the angle we're taking. And then the other one is like, people are like, I'm so sad. And which they should be, right? Because you should feel your feelings. And this is a hard pill to swallow. And there's going to be a multitude of feelings, right? That what's it? The how many stages of grief? You know, there's going to be anger, all these things that people are going to feel rage. Totally normal, right? The social media posts are like, oh, sorry, Brianna. I'm like, okay, okay, it's enough sorries. What I want is to see more posts about action. That's what I don't see. It's so funny to me. I said, wait, hold up. And I posted something where I didn't do no, oh, sorry, we're sorry, we failed you. But help pump all the brakes. Yes, of course, there is melancholy. There is hurt. All of those things are there. But I don't want us to go down this cycle where it's where people are of acceptance. That's the danger I see with this, where it's like, oh, we're so sorry. This is it again. Look, did I have any expectation that there would be a different outcome from Louisville, Kentucky? Absolutely not. I don't have a different expectation coming out from New York, New York. Okay. I don't have a different expectation. This is the way that blue wall is. This is the blue code. That's what it is. The police force started from slave patrols. This is a very powerful institution in this com- in this country so let's call a thing a thing 
right? And I don't even want to just call it America because a lot of other countries, you know, the police are not revered and are known to be criminal. So let's let's do that. And I'm not saying that they're all criminal. And I've already said that I have people in my family who have been police officers, etc. It is just that it's a very corrupt system in the United States. And it is a blue fraternity. And they hold that code. And it is basically in- impenetrable. So that's facts. With that being said, I want people to feel their feelings. I want people to grieve, but I don't want us to get to a place of acceptance. And so even though I actually really did not want to even record anything about this, I felt I had to say it because I'm in my feelings and I didn't want to go into the doldrums and be like, oh, this is that. But I I also want us to be like, yo, lick our wounds, self-care, hurt, cry, all of that, be angry, scream, whatever, but keep a rational head may not be cool, but try to keep your eye on the prize. And I know that that is hard. And I know that you're exhausted because this is tiring. But I'm gonna tell you, I've been exhausted my whole life. Look, welcome to the club. We're all tired. If I look into my late 20s, like mid to late 20s into my 30s now, I'm like, yo, the last decade has been so hard. I was like, oh my God, life gets harder. <laughs> yes, <laughs> life just gets harder. Oh my gosh, your kid, you're trying to be so happy. I want to be an adult, blah, blah, blah. Bro, this is heavy. This stuff is heavy. You know, it, it's really heavy. And for me, it's important. You know, I've already told you guys, I'm a Maroon descendant. Those were enslaved people who fought and escaped and, you know, fought for their freedom. Um, they're also called Cimarron in Spanish and Seminole in their Seminole communities in the United States. So look, I have those roots and I'm telling you, I jokingly say it, but I know I have a warrior spirit and I have an Aries moon <laughs> again from the astrology people. I have a fighting spirit straight up. Like, yo, I could look like I'm all the way down and crying and disgusting, but my heart is like, mm, I can't accept. I- I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. And that is important because I think that spirit has to prevail. And that spirit, it's not willy nilly and wild and reckless. I'm not saying to do that. And also, let me say this. So I do have to acknowledge, so I believe a couple of police officers have been shot in Kentucky. Maybe there's been some unrest, but for every action is reaction. I don't know what you guys want those people to say. Like people, everyone's not going to take the approach I take. Everyone is not going to be able to manage their feelings. They're not. It's like you poke the bear, you poke the bear, you poke the bear, and then the bear jumps and reacts and you're like, oh my God, why that bear attack? Bro, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You're going to keep poking the bear? I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Y'all love to do that. You know who you are. You love to do it. You love to poke the bear and then turn around and play victim, Karen, Chad. You know you love to do that. So yeah, it's part for the course. Like you are really trying to push people into a place of desperation and hopelessness, right? And that doesn't mean that everyone sinks into a, a huddle and cries and is helpless. That doesn't mean it does that. Some people, it comes out in anger and it comes out in a different way. So whatever strategy this is, and I know part of it is to provoke people so that white people are scared straight up. Oh my goodness, look at those animals burning down these neighborhoods. What if they come to my suburban neighborhood and burn me down? Mega save us! And y'all fall for the banana in the tailpipe too. I complain about black people falling for the banana in the tailpipe. 
But white people fall for the banana in the tailpipe. You fall for it too. You fall for all these, ooh, the big black scary monsters gonna come down and hurt the townspeople. Like, really? Uh, you can sh shoot us and kill us freely and get away with it. You should know that. <laughs> you should know that. Uh, you know, and I'm not laughing because it's funny, but sometimes laughter is just a sick way to get through your emotions. You know what I mean? But it's like, hello, Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah, you can be jogging. Hello, Trayvon Merton. Walking with a Snapple and Skittles and you get away scot-free. So how will we, the big scary monsters coming to the townspeople when you're the one who I mean like really like seriously can get away with anything you can get away with murder so it's always been like that and it's still like that you know and it's funny not funny it's not funny that's not the right thing word to say I saw a post on social media that ooh, kind of sliced me to the core and someone posted would Breonna Taylor have gotten more justice 200 years ago if she had been a slave who'd gotten killed okay because if she were property then the white person would have gotten justice for losing the property right there would have been more recourse and more consequences for the police and that's true and you might like no it's not true no sit with that that is so true i was like ooh. That was a deep cut that sliced hard. I was like, ooh, that one is hard. That was a deep cut. That was a deep cut. And that hurt. So, look, I know it's hard to stay positive. I acknowledge that we are losing many a battle here, straight up. <laughs> like, we're not winning. We're not. And it is hard to keep your eye on the prize when you're not winning, right? When you feel like you're losing. And I'm a person who, despite being very pragmatic, right, and being very realistic, I do have sparks of hope that are not blind, right? I don't believe in blind hope, actually. But it's really understanding that losing some battles, losing a lot of battles, does not mean that you're going to lose the war. It does not mean you're losing the war. It does mean that you might need to re-strategize and think about, well, what have I been doing to lose these battles and how can I equip myself to have a different outcome now I'm not blaming you I'm not blaming you because look we're not even the system is not even made up by us and these aren't our rules and we're trying to work with them I already told you in the last episode about RBG you guys listen to episode 65 that the Republicans do the long con strategy they look long term they are paying chess it's not always the immediate win but if you are steady and consistent, you can win the race. You can win the war. So I'm saying to you, Gwen is telling you that you cannot give in, put up a white flag and the eyes of defeat because this is just a battle. The war is not over. Okay. And I'm speaking figuratively, right? I hope everyone's very clear that I'm not remotely not remotely insinuating anything about arms you know because I'm a person who doesn't even believe in all of that um I don't I just an aside I don't want to go into but I'll just briefly go into it I believe Brianna Taylor's boyfriend had a registered arm right and people always talk about second amendment rights but this is where I tell you that 
it doesn't work in your benefit. It doesn't work in your favor because we're outgunned. So you can be like, well, I'm going to get mine armed and I'm going to protect my home, protect myself. Okay, you do that, right? And you have every right to do that. But I'm going to tell you, you have a false sense of security. You think that it's going to protect you and your family. It's more likely to turn around on you and then they're going to use it against you and vilify you and criminalize you. So I know a lot of people feel like that, but I just don't think it's the answer. Straight up, you, you're like, well, I'm a sitting duck. Psh, welcome to America, baby. We've been sitting ducks. We're sitting ducks. Look at Native Americans. Look, this used to be their whole continents, North and South America. Look at it now. Look at it. Yeah. Yeah, this is where we are. So that is the environment. So you have to think of different ways to play the game. And that is hard. And I don't want people to get distracted. I think it's very easy, especially when you're grieving to get distracted because you don't want to do it. And the first thing I tweeted yesterday, I said, look, this is too much. Let me go watch some mindless TLC programming to help me get through life. And that's true. Sometimes I do need to get through some mindless TLC. I watched the Doricos, you know, the black couple that had the 14 children. I watched that. And, you know, I sometimes I need things to distract my mind because the feelings are so much. And it's like, wow, like, how can you process this? And it's back to back to back. It's very disheartening to say the least. And I recognize that. And I acknowledge that. And you're absolutely right. But I don't want you to get distracted with the likes of Kanye saying that he's going to wear Jordans until he's on the board of Adidas. Like, this is dumb shit. Okay. And then you're like, yeah, he's right. He's fi- he's fighting for us. No, he's not. Could y'all stop? Okay. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Don't get distracted by these, these coons and this nonsense that they do all the time. And don't get distracted by Candace Owens. I don't even know who this lady is. I just know her name and people talk about her all the time. I have no idea who she is and I don't care because she doesn't affect my life. So who cares, right? Don't get distracted by the likes of Kanye and whoever else is saying some nonsense. Don't get distracted, right? Lick your wounds, feel your thing, have conversations, talk it out, say your feelings, all of that. But I don't want you to accept it. I don't want you to accept, oh, this is how it is. It's always going to be. Look, I want you to acknowledge, like, look, yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah, this did happen. And unfortunately, don't be too surprised because, yes, this is true. This is how it is. But when I see people saying, Brianna, I'm sorry. What are you sorry? You didn't do her wrong. You didn't do her dirty. So you shouldn't be sorry. That's not the point. That's not the spirit we're supposed to be doing. I want you to not get distracted, not lose line of sight especially with these idiot celebrities and talking heads, I want you to take care of yourselves. I want you to really think about, okay, next click, what does that look like? And that's going to be voting. I already posted this. I've said it so many times, been saying it all year. You keep saying you you don't want to vote. You don't have a vote. You need to vote. That's one tool. I'm going to give you more things I'm going to talk about, but you need to vote. It is your tool. The more you're like, it doesn't matter. You're taking away your own power. All right. You're saying, oh, I don't have the power to change something. You do count. And trust me, they know you count. And the more you sit back and don't participate in the process is that you're giving away your power. Don't hand away your power. Don't hand it away. Make sure you get out there and then you vote. Okay. And we've already discussed volunteer to be a poll worker. Google that. Use the Googles. Get on there. Volunteer to be a poll worker. We need people there making sure that things are on the up and up. Being there, especially with COVID, is generally older people. Senior citizens are always the ones manning the polls. We need younger people there, right? Because a lot of them shouldn't be doing it. And so we need to step up. 
Okay. You need to mobilize others to vote. So if you have a friend or someone knows like, I don't vote, doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. You need like, nah, 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 you vote in and there's no excuses. I'm going to drive you. We're going to take the bus. We're going to take the subway together, whatever. You make sure that you do that. Okay. Other thing is you need to push where you work for them to give you time to vote. Because in America, it's ridiculous that election day is not a holiday, right? Where people can actually have time. You need to push with your supervisor, with your HR, whatever. You need to push so that they actually give you time so that you're not feeling conflicted between your job and being responsible with your job and not want to lose your job and the pressure of COVID where we all are feeling so much pressure about our employment right now. And, you know, thanks, Massa, for giving me a job because I know I could be out there on unemployment line like everybody else. I know that. I know it. But you need to push and you collectively, not you individually, with your friends, your coworkers, but like, yo, y'all need to figure out a plan so that we can get out here and have enough time to actually go and vote. That is important. So when I'm saying use your power, use your influence, this is a real day every time, every day activity you can do. So when I'm saying vote, look, there's some things you have to do sometimes to get the space to vote. And so you need to step up and do your own little campaign within your own little job, within your own boss, your own company, with your own colleagues, your own friends, with your own management to make sure there's space that you can actually go out and vote. That's very important. And not just you, we're all of you. You know, There's some type of system in place so everyone is able to go out there and exercise their right to vote without feeling some type of pressure that they're going to be looked down upon or that there's some conflict of interest that they need to work as opposed to actually going out there when it's super important and super critical and super pivotal. That's really important. I'm also going to suggest that you go to the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union site, and learn more about that. You know, you can actually learn more about taking action to petition Congress to stop the militarization of the police. All of this, where they're taking a baton, like I said, the beginning of Straight Outta Compton, like they're using like war equipment to bust into people's apartments with a no-knock warrant. It's wild. Like, what is this? Like, this feels like a banana republic so many times. It's so ridiculous, right? Go to the ACLU site, learn more about that. Learn how you can make a difference to stop, really ensure that Congress takes it seriously, that the police need to be demilitarized. That's part of all of these problems that we're having here, right? You have people working against the citizens like, you know, like we're at, shit, I'm saying like we're at war, right? We're the enemy. Although you're the one paying for their salaries through your taxes. Yeah, you know? And I think another thing I want to encourage you to do is take time to know where people stand. When I say don't be distracted, I'm telling you to be mindful. Know where people stand and not with what they tell you, but what their behavior shows you, right? The restaurants you frequent, the stores you shop in, the clothing you buy. What does the leadership of that company stand for? And not just by their Instagram posts, okay? But some of these companies, the one from Goya made it very clear that he was like, you know, big anti-immigration, big Trump supporter. So you should know where you stand there with Goya, that you probably shouldn't be buying Goya and should be buying some other products. Get your beans and your adobo from somebody else. And the same thing is with, I could say a Walmart versus a Target. What does their leadership stand for? Like, do if you're a person who believes in fair wages and employees being treated a certain way, and then you also want to have equality and diversity and you know you want a leadership that believes in black lives matter and is actually doing something and it was probably and you hope they were doing something before june 2020 go to their site their website google it see how they stand who do they contribute to you can find that out too 
Are they supporting both parties? Are they supporting primarily Trump? Are they big Trump supporters? Are they MAGA supporters? Who are they supporting? What causes are they supporting? Do they fund the NRA? Whatever it is, look, you can, it's not, it's not that much work. The same way you can Google somebody, if you're trying to see if they cheat on you, you can Google these companies and find out what is going on, right? Like what their leadership is, what they stand for. You know, Costco is unionized. They're much better with wages and treatment of employees than Walmart is straight up. So you should think about that. Same thing with Target. So think you just need to be really clear about who you're supporting, where you shop, what is your, what is your dollar go? Because this is all capitalism, baby. I when I tell you guys, this business is all capitalism. So it's all about them dollars, okay? And your dollar counts, and especially people of color, especially black people over index on spend. So trust me, you have power. You don't realize it because they're trying to plant a seed in your mind so you think you don't have any power and you don't count, but you do. So I want you to be mindful of that. Like, yeah, take the extra 10 minutes or whatever five minutes is to drive or order from Target versus buying from Walmart, things like that, right? And I'm not endorsing either one. I just want you to know that you can find about the stance and how people, how companies treat their employees and their political agendas as well. And that is another means for you to actually do something that's meaningful because that makes a difference. You can sometimes email the board of directors of a company and say, say that a an executive has said something that is against your principles, against Black Lives Matter, against whatever, then you can also make your, your voices heard. All these people got websites and their contact us button. Trust me. Okay. So it doesn't take long, you know, five, 10 minutes of your time, you can really find out where people stand and be conscious of how and where you spend your dollars, right? Including on Yeezys. You want to keep, you still want to keep buying Yeezys and supporting Kanye? Why? whatever. So I'm really just encouraging you to take control of your life and be mindful of what you can influence. And don't think that you don't have power. Don't feel so powerless that you give away your power. And I know it's really hard, right? I know it's really hard in the face of these disappointments over and over and over. And there are other things like, listen, you got to invest in your children's education. We need more people to be going to law school. When these things are going to court, we need the judges to be of our same uh, vein, of our same mindset, right? We need access to good, decent lawyers as well. We also need a lot of you people, children of color, to become police officers. And I know that seems like, ah, Babylon thing, but I'm just telling you, that is important. We have to stop fucking around and infiltrate the system to change it. And I know people feel like, oh, well, you're going to get absorbed by it, corrupted by it. But I'm saying don't do it. Do not get co-opted by the system. Okay? You can be a part of the system and drive change within it. And it is hard, but that is the only like listen, that is a way. Listen, it has to be a multi-pronged approach, by the way. Right. So what I'm giving here is like all different methods to do things, to help, to drive and influence change, right? And that's part of the long con. It's not going to be overnight. You're not going to change racism in 400, 500 years of indoctrination of white supremacy overnight. You cannot. This is a long game. And so that's where Democrats are short-sighted and are thinking like, oh, these quick little wins. I'm just going to give this little nicklets, this little whatever you're trying to give them, give them some Yeezys and they'll be happy and vote for me. Like, bro, this is a long game and you guys got to be in it for the long haul. And so I'm telling you, stop saying you want to be 
rappers and blah, blah. You need to be a part of the system and not get co-opted. So you go in there. You don't need to be a part of the blue fraternity thing. You go in there and you change it the right way, right? You go in there and you influence it and do and you, and more people who do that will make the difference. The more people who do that will make the difference. You can't go in in there and now start smelling yourself and now just become, you know, the press becomes the oppressor. That's the problem we have. That's what you got with Diddy and Tyler Perry. Like you can't just have people be like, oh, I'm so oppressed. And then they just turn around and emulate the oppressor and are even worse than they are. So the long strategy, the long con is that you kids who are going to a lot of stuff, you know, it's important. You're talking about get a trade. You, y'all could also be cops because you can say uh, defund the police and still be cops. I mean, it's like, it's for real. You, you can also do that. So I just want you to think about how to take action in a meaningful way to have long-term impacts strategically. That is important. We have to do better. The fight is long and it's hard, my friends. And we probably won't see the benefits in our lifetime. And you just have to swallow that pill. But I believe in keeping hope alive. Also taking action. Accountability is key. We got to make these people accountable. It's not like, oh, well, this happened and then it's done. No, 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 no. All those people who let this happen in Kentucky, all those people in that jurisdiction, all those people in that state, they need to vote them out. There needs to be people who are running, who are opposing them, who were keeping her name alive and continually saying that that was wrong, that was wrong, and the people need to galvanize and kick them out. Because trust me, the next time it'll be different. You will have a different approach if you know there are consequences for your actions. The problem is that there's no accountability here. But for there to be accountability, there have to be the right people there with the right mindset who are running things. And right now, all we have is just modern day Jim Crow running the whole country. So it's going to take infiltrating the system, but you cannot then become a part of the system and, and the be the oppressed becoming the oppressor. And I see that all the time. We talk about that in HNIC episode. Black people who are at the table don't have people's interest in mind because people start smelling themselves like, ooh, yes, master, pick me, pick me. I want to be, I feel so good because I'm close to master. You can't do that. You can't do that. So you got to figure out how to, in numbers, go into these situations and do the hard work. This is a long con. This is a long game and it's hard, but we got to use our resources. We have to force accountability. And I'm just going to keep saying, do not give up your power, even when you feel powerless. They want you to lose faith. They want you to lose hope. They want you to stop participating. Don't do that. Don't do that. And so my heart, my prayers, my thoughts, my condolences go out to the people who knew Breonna Taylor before she became this hashtag, this martyr, okay? Because this is a hard pill to swallow for a young girl at home minding her business and being murdered and there's no accountability. It's a hard, hard pill for people to swallow. But I don't want you to lose faith. I don't want you to give up your power. You still have power. Everyone, her family has power. We all have power. And I gave you a bunch of things. Don't say, you just told me voting. I gave you a bunch of things. Go back and replay and rewind. Skirt, skirt. What I just said. I gave a bunch of different things, a bunch of different tactics that can be taken to really help start move the needle and 
move forward to have some change. And it really requires being strategic and consistent. And you can't just be looking at the short term. It has to be a long-term game. So I acknowledge everyone's grief. I acknowledge everyone's hurt. I acknowledge your anger. All of this is natural. It's warranted. But don't give up your power. Don't get distracted. Keep your eye on the prize. That's all I can say. Keep your eye on the prize. And we're going to make it. So, friends, that's been another heavy episode of Gap with Gwen. I hope it was a little hopeful for you. I, I hope I really do. I know 2020 is the worst. It's a mind fuck. It is you trying to hold on and retain some normalcy, do all types of weird code switching at work. You're hurting in pain and in pain and going through emotional trauma and you're still trying to be normal. This is awful. I I, I acknowledge that. I won't listen, I'm not disregarding your feelings at all. Trust me. I feel the same things you do. But I want you to still keep that light in your heart. Okay? I don't want it to go out. I don't want it to be distracted by nonsense, by Meg Thee Stallion and whatever or TikToks. I don't want it to I don't want you to be distracted to the point where you completely disengage and don't feel as if you have a role or that you can do anything because you can. And it's not mutually exclusive. Yes, you can TikTok and do all that stuff too. But I want you to also put some energy, some concerted effort to making these politicians accountable, exercising your right to vote, being poll workers, volunteering for that, galvanizing people within your communities. This is important. Okay, writing to your congressman, Go to the ACLU website. I'm telling you, there are things that you can do. All is not lost. Hope is not gone. It's a hard road ahead. It's not easy, but life is not easy. Okay? And so don't lose hope and don't say that, oh, well, it's not easy. I won't do anything. Life is not easy and we won't have any progress unless we keep, keep, keep going uphill. We have to keep going. And so that is my message. We have to keep going and do not, I'm telling you, do not give up your power. And do not feel as if you don't count and that you don't matter because you do. And our lives do matter. And I don't care what they say. I don't care whatever smear campaigns they come up with. I don't care what anybody says. You matter. You're beautiful. We're doing the right thing. And even though we're on the losing side, we have to keep going. We have to. So keep hope alive. Hold on to your power. Know that you are loved and you are doing the right thing. That's it, folks. Uh, I'm going to give you a versus episode or something like next time. I promise. Please don't put nothing bad else in the news, yo. Okay, we don't need nothing else in the news. That's bad. That we got to be doing all these therapizing. Lord Jesus. Okay, friends. That's it. Till next time. Peace.